Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina, and this is the podcast where we talk about our connection with past lives and the divine out there and inside each and every one of us. And we do this for healing, releasing some things, maybe gaining some skills or feelings or parts of our soul back. But Overall, we also do it for a little entertainment because we cannot underestimate the healing power of some good light entertainment. So in today's episode, episode number 20, I'm talking about how we can use hypnosis and that trance state of hypnosis in more ways um, than an official past life regression session. Yes, that is the way that I love to use it, and that's how I love to work with people. But I'm going to talk about ways that I've used that trance state outside of like a proper hypnosis session or regression session, the different ways I've used it, and the different ways that you can use it. Because the truth is, is like hypnosis, the magic of hypnosis is that trance state that we get into where our conscious mind kind of moves to the side a little bit, releases some control, and we can access more of that subconscious mind. And in that subconscious mind, that's where we hold all all of our soul memories, whether it's just from this life, or if you're like me and you believe in past lives, then it's in that subconscious mind that holds every memory of every past life and every life memory that you have in between those past lives. So that is the magic of that trance state. And we go in and out of that in different times in our life, during different activities, during different parts of the day. And I just think that if we learn more about that, that state, then we can notice when we're actually in a trance state and we can use that knowledge to push ourselves to maybe heal a little more, learn a little more, um, observe a little bit more about ourselves. And it's just all ways to learn more because the more we know about ourselves, the easier it is to be authentically us. The less confusing it is when we're posed with decisions or opportunities where it's like, is this right for me? I just think that the more we know about ourselves and our soul and our history and maybe even a little bit about our karma and what we're supposed to do here on earth, on this round on earth, all of that can make just general life decisions and being in our lives so much easier. So welcome. That's what we're talking about today. I am still stuffed up. I don't know. I don't know. Is this allergies? Is this COVID? I don't know. I'm acting like it's COVID because, um, I don't know. That's what you're supposed to do. And I've had this cough for like two weeks. I'm definitely on the mend. But um, that's why I sound all stuffed up because I am. But you know what? Besides that, I feel totally normal, totally fine. Um, Okay, so today you're really going to like this episode if you want to learn more about the trance state in general and just like learn more about what that is and how it works. And you're going to really like it if you have done some work with hypnosis, you know what it's like to be in the trance state, you feel like you can easily get there, then you're going to like this episode because I'm going to talk about just how you can use that, have that knowing, that experience, and use it in more ways than just in a proper hypnosis session, like I said before. Okay, before we get started, a couple things for you. I have a couple announcements. 
coming up on May 28th. That's a Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time in the USA. I'm going to be hosting a live online self-hypnosis gathering. So it's called Portal. So if you go to calminghypnosis.com slash events, you'll see Portal there. You can click on that and you can purchase tickets if you want to reserve your spot. So Portal is a time where we come together. Um, I have typically a theme if you want a theme. Otherwise, if you want to show up with an intention, something you want to see in a past life, maybe you want to connect to a spirit guide or your higher self, or maybe you just want to see what all of this is about. If you're a first timer, this is a really great space to do that in. And we set some intentions, you do some personal intention setting, and then we move into group hypnosis, which looks a lot like guided meditation if you've never done it before. But because it's hypnosis, the language, the intention behind it, we're going to go a lot further and deeper or higher than you would in a guided meditation. That's just the nature of hypnosis. And then with that, um, you will see some different things. You might see a past life. You might see a spirit guide. You might really connect with your higher self. And I'll lead you through that. And then afterwards, there's time for journaling, anything that came up, insights, powerful things you saw that you want to remember. If you have any questions, that's a time when you can always ask me those questions. And then we close the group and you're done. I also offer a replay link for that guided hypnosis portion of it. And that is for you to use um, over and over again, whether you can make the live gathering and want to do it more than once, or you can't make the live gathering and you want to do it once on your own or as many times as you want on your own, that replay link is always available for three weeks after the live event. So calminghypnosis.com slash events and click on portal. And that's how you can grab your tickets for that. And the next announcement I have is more a request or an action as I've always asking you to do, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you're feeling it, leave a five-star rating or even write up a review. I really, really appreciate it. The latest review I got says, love this podcast by craving it. Just happy you talk about what's important. Love hypnosis. Very interested in past lives. So happy to hear your experiences. And this makes me so happy that I'm on the right track and that someone out there just likes it as much as I do. I'm so pumped by that. So if you're feeling called, you can head over to Apple Podcasts, click the five stars. If you're feeling it, you can write a little review. And if you're over there, you can check out the one star review I got. Someone didn't like my Trump comment from last week. Oh my. So if you head over there, please leave a five star review. And if you're feeling it, write a little something something in there so I can connect with you. I would really love to see that. Um, thank you so much. Now let's get started. Gather around the fire. We're talking about all the different ways you can use hypnosis and trance outside of a proper session. Yes, let's get started. Okay, so uh, a typical question or response I get from people after they do like their first past life regression session, I always or typically I'll ask if if the person doesn't start talking about it. I often ask like, was this different than you thought it would be? Um, did you experiencing it different? Did it feel different? And the when I boil down all the answers, basically what I can get is like, it doesn't feel 
as different as we think it's going to if we've never been hypnotized before. So right away, I just want to say, and I've said this before, so you probably know this, but I just want to say I don't do stage hypnosis, like where I snap my fingers and you're clucking like a chicken. I'm not trained in it. I don't have any interest in it, so I've never researched it. But I, the type of hypnosis that I do is, um, it's really there to, to allow the client, the person in the chair who is being hypnotized, um, and even that being hypnotized is a little misleading because in order to be hypnotized in the way that I do it, you have to want to do it. And really all that means is like, you have to feel like you can relax. You have to feel like you can trust me. You have to feel like you want to do this, right? So if I give you the heebie-jeebies for whatever reason, it's probably not going to work. Um, you're also probably not coming to me for a session, which is great. I, I hope everyone finds someone who they're, they're a perfect match for. And also that piece about wanting to do the session. So sometimes people will sign up for anything, anything, whether it's a one-time event or for therapy or whatever, healing modality, because other people are saying, hey, you should do this, whether it's their partner, their spouse, their parent, their friend. And it's really important that the person show up to the session being like, I want this, which is one of the reasons why I always do just a really quick 20 minute intro call with people before they schedule their first session because I want to make sure that they're totally comfortable, their questions are answered, and that no one's making them do this because that's it's just not going to work. And it's my belief that I've had such a good track record. I've never had a client not go anywhere or not see anything. And I think it's just because I, I put in that groundwork beforehand just to make sure it's always a good fit and I just want to avoid a situation where someone comes they don't have the right mindset that's a big fat waste of time for me and for them so that's the reason why I do it that way and that's what works in my practice is that people have to show up and be totally open to it right I'm not a stage hypnotist I and I am not doing something to someone I am guiding them into a trance state, which a trance state, if you have different brainwave states throughout the day that range from totally asleep to completely alert and awake, the trance brainwave state happens right before, kind of in that super relaxed position, right before your mind could drift off to sleep. Whether it's a light sleep or a deep sleep, you're still awake, you're still aware, you're just extremely relaxed. And that is the sweet spot. That's where you can get your conscious mind to just kind of step aside, not manipulate the situation, not be stuck in analyze mode, and to just honor, acknowledge, and observe the things that come up into your mind, however that is, whether it's a picture you see, or a knowing that you just have, or a feeling that you have, or something you just sense to be true. It's in that trance state where we don't do any analyzing. We just sit back and allow these things to kind of bubble up in our minds, and we just observe them. And so in a trance state, in a past life regression session, for example, which you can get more information on that in episode three, Anatomy of a Past Life Regression. But in that, it's really 
I see myself as the facilitator for my clients to unlock this power within them. Or I, I'm facilitating a session in which they are introduced to that power properly, a little bit more clearly, because I think we all on some level know it's there, but most of us don't trust it. And so it's in that relaxed trance state that we can get this information. And what's really important in these sessions is, yes, I guide clients to get there, but then I'm also asking questions based on the client's desires, intentions, goals for the session, and any questions that they might have for their higher self, their spirit guides. So it's really, it's not me. Like, yes, I'm trained hypnosis. Yes, I've spent hours and thousands of dollars getting that training. And I've had hundreds of hours working with clients and hundreds of hours of myself being in the client chair. So yes, I bring gifts and experience to it. But really what I'm doing is helping clients meet that in themselves and unlock it in themselves, which is why I wanted to do this episode because I don't want people to think that they can only access that with me or with any other hypnotist, hypnotherapist, whatever that um, person calls themselves. So with that in mind, um, to know that because this is a natural brainwave state, this trance state where these things can happen, it's really easy for us to go in and out of it. And we do go in and out of it throughout the day. So maybe you can, I, I always pose this to people of like, is it on a walk, in the shower, on a drive, on your exercise, when you're exercising? When do you seem to get a lot of ideas? Relaxing in the hot tub or the bath? Like, when do you get these ideas? You're probably super relaxed mentally. You don't have to be physically relaxed. You just have to be mentally really relaxed, focused, just kind of a calmer, quieter mind. And we go in and out of that throughout the day. And we certainly hit that state, most of us do, like in a massage, in a facial, in any sort of spa experience where you're just totally relaxed. Uh, you could do it in a yoga class, shavasana, guided meditation. Sometimes people can dip real low into that or high, however you see it. Um, and you can also do it in other things like breath work. I always get the trans state and breath work is really big for me. Um, and I'm going to be talking about a little bit specific examples that I have today. But really what I want you to know is that you go in and out of this all day. And so I want you to become more aware of it so you can A, see your power because you are so fucking powerful. And B, so you know like, oh, I'm in it right now. How can I use it? So that's what I really want for you. Okay, so I'm going to focus on some stories around breathwork and trance because um, I've gone probably the deepest and the farthest kind of spontaneously. Uh, I have gotten, just like we all do, like whether it's something you're thinking about or a problem you're working through, like I said before, like you might get those answers in the shower, you might get them while you're driving, kind of when your mind is a little bit more relaxed and open, um, as opposed to like always goal-oriented, linear thinking, plotting, scheming, all of that stuff. So I'm going to focus on some um, experiences that I've specifically had in breath work. 
So my description of breathwork, which I <clears throat> encourage you to uh, look it up yourself if you're interested. The woman who I've attended breathwork sessions with, she holds group breathwork here um, locally. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And of course, with the virus and the pandemic and all of it, she's been doing a lot online. So her name is Amy Koretsky. And if you Google Amy Koretsky plus breathwork, you will get to her. She's also an acupuncturist and just like all around really cool chick. So uh, I have gone to a number of her in-person gatherings. And then I've also done some online stuff with her and listened to recordings at home. And it's always the same. So with breathwork, what we're doing specifically with her style of breathwork is a three-part breath. And you um, the thought is, is like you inhale into your belly, inhale into your chest, and then you exhale and blow it all out. And I'm obviously not trained in this kind of breath work, but um, I believe the notion is, is like with this breath, you're kind of like pulling up emotions that are stored, whether it's in your belly, in your hips, in your physical body somewhere, and you're bringing it up to your heart so you can like feel it and release it. And um, that can happen with the exhale. It can happen with, she coaches during the entire breathwork session, like you're doing this breath for like 30 minutes. And so it's a very like active meditation. You're putting yourself essentially in trance, but no one really knows that because it feels normal. You might feel like a little out of body. You might feel a little tingly. You might feel like your hands are cramping or your face is kind of doing weird things. And that's all part of the like emotion coming up is like things can happen physically in your body. But again, most of us don't know when we go into this trance state, this deeply relaxed brainwave state, because it's just kind of happening in the background. That's the subconscious mind. With the subconscious mind, it's like they're doing things and we don't even know that it's doing things. So that's why I say it's like changing your operating system or switching things like doing an update on your, basically your program software is like, if I have like a bug on my computer or I mean, or something is funny with my computer, if I do an update or anything like that, like it automatically just changes, right? Like the bug is gone or the little hiccup or the pop-up that would always come up. Uh, and that's how I see the subconscious mind. So changes in that subconscious mind and actions stemming from that subconscious mind, we oftentimes, it's just like automatic. We don't have to consciously think it into being like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm going to consciously take 10 deep breaths and try to relax. That's not how the subconscious mind works. The subconscious mind, if you you know, kind of break that trigger between that stressor and you, all of a sudden you'll just be like, oh, that used to really stress me out and it doesn't anymore. Oh, I feel good. And I've said it before, like as a hypnotist, as someone who does hypnosis and facilitates these sessions, it's such a beautiful, cool thing. But then as someone who's like making a li living off of it, I just want to like, oftentimes I'll think of a client and be like, God, they had a session about a month ago. And then I'll go like email them and be like, hey, I was thinking about you. Do you, are you still struggling with X or how did this turn out? Because I'm genuinely so curious. And of course, like I want them to see these changes too, because every time we see a change that we did, like it just adds to the bucket of like, see, I'm powerful. See, I can trust myself. 
see I'm capable. And most humans could use a little bit more in those buckets. And um, yeah, so the going back to the breath work part of it. So you're doing these deep breaths and I always <clears throat> just focus on the breath, focus on the music. And then Amy will cue different things like scream or laugh or whatever you need to do. And so if that feels right, you can do that. You cannot do it, but it's pretty powerful because in these in-person gatherings, which I cannot wait till these virus times are over to get back to these things. But like, it's, it, it'll be like a group of 30 or 40 people and you'll hear people like screaming or like wailing or like, you know, angry yelling. And it's, it's just so different and it's just really powerful. I mean, of course I would like a situation like that, but, uh, so I would say, I don't, I don't know. Cause like when you're in that trance state, when you're in that really relaxed state, it's also really difficult to gauge time. I think as we get more and more used to being aware of being in that space, we can kind of begin to gauge time, like operate a little bit more, um, awake or more intentional in that space as opposed to just reacting to whatever comes up. Not that one is better than the other, but if you're someone who's on a conscious path of, I want to learn, I want to grow, I want to know more about myself, I want to, you know, dig into these shadows and see what I can help myself with, then I, I think that that's a real benefit. So the first time that I ever did a breathwork session, it was just, it was incredibly powerful. And the past life scenes that I re-saw were really, it was just wild, you guys. It was so crazy. But that was, that's like, it, it's my most um, juicy, epic story about this. So I'm going to wait and then I'll tell you a couple other things that have happened to me in these breathwork sessions. And then, and then I'll get to that one. It's where I, I was like spontaneously, simultaneously reliving two death scenes of two different past lives. But I'll get into that in just a moment, but that's a little bit longer of a story. So first, before I dive into it, I just want to talk about like the layeredness and the richness of a past life scene. And uh, I'll kind of do it through the lens of a question that I get a lot. So if you take this moment, right, you're listening to this podcast, you're maybe doing something, uh, maybe you're driving, maybe you're doing laundry, maybe you're cleaning, maybe you're just, I don't know, hopefully you're like maybe relaxing. But um, this moment is more than just you listening to this podcast, right? Like also steeped in this moment, you are, have the residues of like what happened to you earlier today, what you've been thinking about a lot. Maybe you've been thinking about something that's coming up in the future. Maybe you've been worrying about something or someone also, there's like, how did you get here? What kind of day have you had? Why are you doing this task when you're listening to this podcast? What makes you listen to this podcast, right? Like this moment is so much more than just you listening to this podcast, right? Like if you were to, in the future, future you was visiting you right now, there would just be so much more to this scene, this moment in time in terms of emotions, your history, what it took for you to get here in this moment, where are you going? How do you feel about where you're going? Are you clear? Are you anxious about it? Are you looking forward to it? Are you dreading it? There's just so much, so 
so many layers of interpretation and being that we hold within us, right? But we often don't don't even consciously think about it, right? Because we would be totally overwhelmed if I was consciously thinking about everything that got me right here, right now, if I was consciously thinking about every, you know, where I think I'm going, where I want to go, whether it's like metaphorically in the future or, you know, somewhere I have to go later today, we can't, we're not consciously always aware of these things just simply because we would be completely overloaded. So our mind picks things to focus on. And the same is true when we go visit a past life scene. So a question I get a lot from clients is like, I'm a little scared. Like the first time clients, a question I get or like a comment I'll get is like, to be honest, I'm a little afraid of what I'm going to see. And I completely, of course, get like the nerves of like, oh God, (laughs) I'm here to tackle this thing. And like, what in the fuck am I going to see now? And I, I completely get that. But I've done enough past life regressions myself and with other people as the facilitator uh, that I can tell you that your subconscious mind is there to protect you. So I've had clients who go through a, a past life death scene, for example, and it, it's maybe violent. Um, like I had one woman who was a young boy who was like, I don't know, doing something with logs or wood. I don't remember now, but there was like a big saw and it like cut him like from throat to like belly. And he, that was when he died, right? So it's like, that might be incredibly scary, traumatizing, of course, in the moment for anyone that that happens to, for anyone who sees that, for anyone who cares about that person. But what our guides, our spirit guides, our angels, our higher self, and our subconscious mind do for us is they serve up these scenes shining forward the point of view that you need to heal the most right now. So because I've seen or I've done around 30 past life regressions myself where I'm the client in the chair, I've seen different past lives more than once. But it's never like watching a rerun. It's like I'm seeing the life from a different angle, from a different point of view, with different healing in minds, different goals, intentions. And so with that, I've seen different parts of that life that mean different things. So um, it's just like if you were to come back and visit this moment, you might be focusing on your relationship with someone else and your viewpoint on it at this moment in time. Or you might be thinking about um, your life as a whole from this moment in time. But because every life scene holds so much information, emotional reactions, hopes, dreams, regrets, things you dread in the future, whatever it is, like we only see bits and pieces of it. And so when you do a past life regression, if you see the same life more than once, or a lot of times, just because I had most recently in the last like month or so, I don't remember what is time right now, but I sent out a free past life journey that you can do at home. So it's an audio and you can get it still. It's at pastlivesandthedivine.com and you can click on past life journey at home or you can click on the header on the top of the website. But it's an audio that is me talking you through a past life journey. I call it a past life 
journey as opposed to a past life regression because um, I'm not there to guide you. It's not customized to you, but it's still a really great way to introduce yourself to this work. Or if you're well-versed in this work, it's a really cool way for you to like take it and go even farther. But what's cool about a one-on-one session, right, is like you get the lessons, you get your goal, your intention. It's just a little bit more totally focused and I'm right there customizing it to your goals, to your questions, to your intentions, all of it. And I'm kind of walking you through scene by scene. But regardless, since I released that, I've been getting a lot of people who will say like, I saw a past life that I've been dreaming about, or I saw a past life that I think about every once in a while. And I don't know if it's true and I don't. And I think that these past lives, when we're encountering something that we need to heal, whether it's something that's new or we've been battling forever or we've been holding on to forever, when we step into these spaces and we're like, I'm going to heal this now, sometimes a past life will kind of like sneak up into your mind and be like, I'm the one you need. (laughs) You need to see me. And so that's what I think is really cool too. And I was absolutely not expecting that when I released that free audio track was like people to be like, hey, this past life has been trying to talk to me for a while. You just gave it an avenue to do that. And I think that that is so fucking cool. Um, But anyway, okay, so... That's a a question that I have is people are like, I'm afraid to see this. And what I'll tell you is like, I've had people encounter, like I said, they've, that one um, client of mine who was like horribly mangled from some wood cutting machine. She was, I could tell she was like stressed out, a little bit scared, you know, feeling a little anxious about the scene. And that's when as the facilitator, it's my job to realize that and give her options and make her feel safe. So step one, like always reminding the client that they're safe. Um, And you can do that in many, many different ways. And then you can also, um, what I do is give them options. So like, you're totally safe. Do you feel like you want to stay here and move through this scene, you know, consciously aware, let the emotions wash over you? And honestly, most people are like, yep, I can do that. I feel like I can do that. Knowing that they can pull out at any time, and watch it like a movie. We can leave that scene and try to heal that from a distance. And some people take that option, like, no, I don't want to go through this. And so then what we'll do is like, there are different ways to heal any and release any residues or energetic injury or anything that you're, any wounding that you're carrying from that scene or that past life. We don't necessarily have to relive that scene. And then there's some people who go through a past life scene and where they might be, for example, if they're a real visual person and they're actually seeing the scene around them, like all of a sudden they can't see. Like um, I just recently had a client and I don't remember all of the details, but I do remember um, the final scene of her life where her soul left her body was she was like being beat up maybe by more than one person or a group of people, but basically they like beat her to death in this past life. And so she had gotten like vivid pictures or pretty vivid pictures of like every other scene in that past life. And this scene in particular, she just simply had a knowing of what was going on. Like 
She felt a little bit of terror. If I remember correctly, she felt a little bit of anxiety. So she was feeling like a little bit of the emotion enough to bring it up and release it, but she was not re-traumatizing herself by reliving those scenes. I just think our guides, our higher self, and our subconscious mind are really there for us to help protect us. I mean, they do that all day, every day, and this is no different. And so you're never going to get something that you can't something that's going to re-traumatize you. You're going to feel emotion most likely because that's how we release it as humans. It's like it comes up, we feel it, and then we move on, right? Um, A lot of times instead of stuffing it, hopefully. And with that, it's the same as true with that of like, you might get the emotions, but you don't see the scene. So that that's kind of the the, will I be afraid of something that I see? And it's like, we're always protected. Um, by our spirit guides, our angels, uh, our higher selves and our subconscious mind. But then as the facilitator, I'm also adding like another layer of protection and direction. So you can continue to work with that scene. If, even if it seems overwhelming, you don't necessarily have to be in the scene. Uh, so the same is true as when you go in and out of trance. For example, if you have a past life that's been like kind of like knocking at your door, like you dream about it, or maybe you get flashes in your mind, or for some reason you just think you might know that there's a past life of you in Egypt or with a horrible death or something like that. Chances are is like that's true. And that's what's waiting to come up so you can heal whatever you're ready to heal next. And we oftentimes just have an intuition about it and an inclination to be like, yeah, I'm ready to work on this next. And whether it's through past life regression or not, that past life memory that's coming into your conscious mind currently can be like a catalyst pushing you in the direction to like find out more, heal. And sometimes that's the purpose of it too. Okay, so into reliving these past life scenes that I have already seen in a past life regression. I've done that several times in a breathwork session. The most recent breathwork that I did with Amy was she did an online gathering with a replay link and I couldn't make it to the like the live one, but I did the replay link at home and like I was spontaneously visited by my childhood wiener dog and her name was Pepsi. And she was a red little wiener dog. And we, my family got her when I was four. And then freshman year of college, she passed away. <clears throat> so I had her like what felt like my whole life when she passed away. And she was just such a little badass bitch. And um, so many cool things about her. And I've had psychics and stuff tell me like she's always around. She's always protecting you guys, like our entire family. And while I think that's really cool, of course, in my conscious mind, I'm just like, okay, is this really true? <laughs> Which I think is what we all do, right? It's like when someone else tells us these really cool things about other dimensions or people who have crossed over and what they're doing for us, there's always the seed of doubt, which is another reason why I really like past life regression and um, that space where we can like access our higher self and our spirit guides, like that aspect of a session and just that deep, deeper layer of hypnosis where we can access those parts of us. Because when we get those messages from ourself, like our subconscious mind is wide open, that channel to our higher self is wide open. We don't doubt those things. They become like truth, but 
truth, not just like, oh, logically this makes sense, but like truth, a knowing in your heart. So if you've ever had like an intuitive person or a psychic say like, oh, you were this in a past life or, oh, this person who passed away who loves you is still around you. If you've ever had someone say that to you and then you have like a seed of doubt rise in you, like, but is that true? How I describe it is like when you experience it for yourself with those channels wide open in hypnosis and you make that connection to your higher self or your spirit guides or to someone's soul who has passed on, instead of a seed of doubt rising in you, it's the seed of knowing. And in that seed of knowing comes like power, trust in yourself, and just a sense of peace that like this is happening. And like this is happening, this this person or like this little dog in my case is watching out for me or this person is thinking about me or this person died, but they are safe and they are okay. Like instead of a seed of doubt because someone else told you that, you experienced it for yourself. And so it's like the seed of knowing that just like fills every part of your cell, which I think is so cool. And I think that's another tangent. So the last breath work session that I did was at home because of this virus. And I was like spontaneous. I wasn't even thinking about it. But all of a sudden, I just felt this energy like around me. And it was like, oh, my God, that's Pepsi. And because I've done so much trance with myself and ushered other people through that, I kind of know automatically like the questions to ask. And so I had kind of posed this question came up in my mind naturally of like, how can I take her energy with me, right? In my conscious mind, I can look back and be like, Pepsi was so cool because she, you know, all the reasons why she was so cool. But with, um, as I have talked about before, I believe with uh, my wiener dog, Lil, who passed away February of 2019, so just a little over a year ago, before she died, she had dementia. So I would oftentimes like lay next to her when she was sleeping on her pillow just to like feel the essence of her energy, right? I couldn't smell her. I couldn't feel her. I'd close my eyes so I couldn't see her because I wanted to practice feeling the essence of her. So when she died, I could feel her more. And that's just where I was on my spiritual journey. That was the first dog I've that was the only dog I've ever done it with um, who has passed away. And so I feel like I've got a real grasp of Lil's energy and then Pepsi's energy. I, I feel like I know, but like, you know, that was 20 years ago almost that she passed away. So I know there's plenty I'm forgetting. And so this thought just came up in my head of like, how can I remember what her energy is like? And this is so weird, but like this picture of popped in my head of like a doily. I don't know. Does anyone know what a doily is? My mom is the type of person where back in the 80s and 90s, she would have doilies. It's like this lace type placemat thing that you would maybe put like something on, like a vase of flowers or something. I don't know. Uh, It's not my style at all. But that's what came to my mind was like this like smooth, I don't know. And it was it was a doily, but like not anything I've ever thought of a doily. Like I think of doily as like, this is grandma stuff. It's not my vibe. You know, like I'm so much younger than that. It's just not something I'm attracted to. And so it was funny that this doily came into my mind, but it was like shaped in a way and felt in a way where it was like 
oh, all I'd have to do is think of that picture and I can feel her energy. You guys, I'm not making it up. It's so crazy and it's spontaneous. And these are the things that we can get. And like, what a gift, right? Like uh, she was my first like puppy love. She was my first four-legged baby. And now I can just picture that picture of a doily in my head. And I just like this rush of like what she feels like comes over me. And it's, it was really cool. So that was one of the things um, that the most recent like out of body, otherworldly thing that happened to me in the trance of breathwork. And then um, I, I went to my first breathwork class, I think about a year and a half ago. So maybe like October of 2018 or November or something like that. And since then, I've had many different experiences. And I think the first time I ever did it, um, I was visited by Dalo, one of my spirit guides, who I've talked about before. If you are interested in that and you haven't listened to the episode called Spirit Guide 101, I forget the episode number, maybe 17. I could look, but I don't want to pause this and look. So um, anyways, Dalo had come to see me and he was just there. And he always just makes me feel like really good. He's super loving, uh, which is what the soul needs no tough love needed over here. And he's very kind and gentle. And one of the things during the breath work after, you know, I think you're breathing like that for like 25 to 35 minutes. And then you just go back to a natural rhythm of breath for maybe like 10 or 15 minutes. I think that's usually how it goes. But, um, Dalo came to me and said some, showed me what I thought at the time was like me leading a yoga class. And at the time I hadn't taught yoga in, I don't know, like a year or two at that time. And I had been teaching yoga for probably, I don't know, almost 15 years, maybe longer than that. And it's just like, I enjoy yoga. I like teaching it. It really changed my life when I encountered it. But at this point in my life, I feel like there are plenty of other people who can do a better job than me. And there are other ways that I like to use my gifts and talents. Like if I had all the time in the world, then maybe, yeah, but it's just something that I, I don't particularly want to squeeze in right now. But he showed me, um, me leading these classes. And in October, 2018, I had, I had just, I was still, um, I had gone through a few rounds of, hypnosis training and I was starting to see more and more clients still very light still very new still very in my year that was my year that I took off so I was really easing back into it right like not working a lot not really pushing just taking what came my way and he showed me these like yoga classes and I've done enough past life regression and I've been in trance and hypnosis enough where I was like you know what I don't think it's yoga, but I'm open to, to leading classes. And I think that sometimes when we get an intuitive hit, it might look like one thing, but if we go, that doesn't feel right though, we can just hold that and be like, okay, thank you for this message. I won't be teaching yoga. Please tell me what this is. And, and I, this isn't the only time I've done it. I've done it 
in other ways in meditation and in past life regression in the spiritual guidance portion of it after the past life scenes. But one of the things I've come to the conclusion of like, sometimes my conscious mind is so used to thinking in one way. Like if you lead groups, it looks like this, that if I'm done with that, whatever if you lead groups, it looks like this, whatever this is, if I'm done with that, if I don't want to do it, then I just have to pause and go, hey, thanks. Thanks for showing me that. I do not have the whole picture. So you want me to lead groups? Like, what does that look like? And just staying open to it. And then within a year from that, I had started leading group hypnosis classes, which at the time, when Delo showed me kind of like me leading classes where I assumed it was yoga. Um, now looking back on it, I can see I was just leading classes. It wasn't necessarily yoga. But at the time, that's where my conscious mind was. Like that's how I analyzed that. But knowing enough to be like, okay, I'm going to pause on that. I'm open to it. I, I don't think I want to teach yoga. But again, I'm open to it. Like I'm just waiting for this opportunity to come my way. And I can say yes or no to it, or I'm waiting for more ideas about what this what this group facilitation actually is. And within a year from that, I had got enough guidance through meditation, through hypnosis, to be like, oh, I'm leading these group hypnosis classes. And um, I think that's where I'm supposed to be. That's what feels right now. So that's that's what's important to me. And I, f- I feel like I'm connected enough to my intuition, to my guides, where... If something doesn't feel right, it's just like, "Mm, I'm not going to do that right now. And I don't have to sweat over never doing it again. Or why was I shown this? Or blah, 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 blah. It's like literally just open yourself up, take it in, see how it lands. If it's not for you, just leave it to the side. And what's cool is like in hypnosis, your subconscious mind already does that. Like in hypnosis, the type of hypnosis that I facilitate you're completely aware of what's going on. It's like you're just having the simultaneously ex- simultane- simultaneous experience inside your head. Just like you can sit here right now and you can think back to the last time you got together with your friends or your family or people you love or people you enjoy who you can't see right now. And that experience is real and you can feel it and see it in your mind, body, soul, however you remember things. If you're knowing or if you can get a clear visual and you're having that experience right now and so that like you're having your own experience but then you're also having an experience of this memory inside your brain but you're still aware of listening to this podcast and you're still aware of whatever you're doing right now while you're listening to this podcast so if that makes sense it's like so layered right but it's all inside our head this experience of a past life, this experience of trance where we open up that channel and we can get messages from our higher self and our spirit guides. Okay, so hopefully I closed the loop on that. I feel like I was talking a lot about that first. So that was my first encounter with it. Um, And I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to like, I don't know, just go there and breathe and be extremely uncomfortable because I, I absolutely hate any sort of breath work. Like, I hate breathing deep for a long time. I've done like the Wim Hof stuff. A couple years ago, I like downloaded that app. I used to do it every morning, but it was always such resistance, which it's kind of like journaling to me where it's like, oh, let me guess. I need to be doing this. God damn it. I don't want to. But I do it when I, I allow myself to like 
not have to do it every day and like just do it when I'm feeling called to do it, which works for me right now, uh, not forcing things. Okay, so um, I a past life scene that I saw during breath work. I don't know if this happened maybe a little over a year ago. And I had just a couple months before that went through a past life regression where I saw this life where I was essentially like what I would call today, like some sort of bounty hunter. And this is episode four. Yes, four. I just paused and checked it. And that episode, if you haven't listened to it, again, that's episode four. And if you have listened to it, um, just a little recap was like, I, I had this past life regression. I believe it was January 2019. And my goals for the session were just to, to experience a past life where I was like living in my power using my gifts. Because at the time, I felt like I was getting a little bit of a taste of like what that really felt like. But, you know, when you're in your conscious mind going about your daily life, there's a lot of doubts. And for me, I like to to uh, just squash those doubts and that wondering when I can. And so I was like, you know what? I think I know what this feels like, but I feel like if it's a flame inside of me, I want it to be a roaring bonfire. And it is just like this struggling little flame blowing in the wind about to go out at any minute. And um, so I went into that thinking like, okay, I want to, I want to feel like, what does it feel like to be using my intuition automatically, just like using my gifts. And I went into this past life where I was essentially a bounty hunter and I'm not going to go too far into it, but uh, there are of course many different scenes, ways I was using my power and it ends because I came to this conclusion consciously that had been simmering in the back of my mind in that past life was like, yes, these are my gifts, but people are dying because I'm using my gifts, people who shouldn't be dying. And it was with that that this, like, scene came. It was the final scene in that past life where I'm, like, in the forest just essentially having, like, some sort of breakdown. And I was crying and screaming and yelling. And I remember, like, pounding the ground. And eventually I ended up killing myself. And, again, that's episode four if you want, like, more of those details. So I had had that, and then I think maybe like a month or two later, I did a breathwork session, like in person with a big group of people with Amy Koretsky leading it. And she, in this breathwork session, you know, she's just cueing the breath and helping people kind of like work through their emotions on a group level. But I was very much having my own experience as I usually do. And I was all of a sudden had this final scene in this past life brought to my attention as I'm doing the breath work. I know enough where it's like, oh, I'm seeing that past scene. And just kind of in my head, I'm not consciously asking these questions, but in my own mind, because this is how I would talk to a client, is like, what and what happens next? And then what happens? And why is this happening, right? But the cool thing is, is like, I was re-experiencing this past life scene as this man who's having this breakdown, who spent his whole life like being revered and very popular because of his gifts and now 
realizing like they did more harm than good. And so he's coming to this conclusion. And I definitely in that session, when I was actually in the session, reliving those past scenes in the past life regression, then I was able to like heal some things and gain some understanding about points of view and just general feelings that I have in this life, which was very revealing and extremely healing. Well, you know, a few months later in this breathwork session, when I'm reliving this past life scene, I'm kind of almost seeing it from a different angle. And it's like he's stuck in this space, almost like there's part of him that can't leave this forest, this floor, this emotional turmoil. And I felt like I was almost like calling him back. And again, I'm going to go deeper into kind of the most revealing emotional past life scenes that I've relived in breathwork. And so I had already done those. So I kind of had a lay of the land and I was able to just kind of like let it unfold. And pretty soon it was like what I understood to be him like having this, I'm going to call it a tantrum and I don't mean to be like, I don't mean to like make it smaller, make fun of the situation, but it was like, that's what he was like having a full on like adult breakdown, adult tantrum. And it was like, all of a sudden there was a group of people who formed a circle around him. And then I was right behind him and I put my hand on his back and then I looked over, and this is all in my mind. I'm like awake, breathing, having this like what feels just like a memory, just like if you were all of a sudden were caught up in a memory of like a fun thing that happened with your friends or a cool thing that happened with your kids or like something fun or a big win at work. You're just, you're here, but you're thinking about that too. And so this is just unwinding in my head and I look over and I see Dalo and Raman and Sasha, my three guides, were around me and we were around this man who's like on his knees, like forehead to the ground, just like total surrender, total depletion, defeat, disgust with himself. And we were just like pushing this energy into him to get him to like let that go and and heal that part of my soul that was still kind of aching, something that I wasn't able to see or tackle last time because there were other facets, other layers of that past life scene that I was, you know, um, excavating and healing and looking at and studying and knowing and releasing and all of that. So this was just like additional healing that I believe this part of my soul needed. And then I looked up and all around us, the circle of people who were around me and my guides and this man in the center was all of the past lives that I have lived. And I don't know if it was all of them. I don't know how many people were there. It was just a lot of people standing shoulder to shoulder, making a circle around us. And they were just like pushing like knowledge and love, like into him, into us, into him. And it was so powerful and so crazy. And I remember just being like, holy shit, like all of these people are me. And it was just this like, um, 
reaffirmation of like how much power, how much wisdom is within my soul, my subconscious mind, my higher self, my guides are there, all of my past lives are there. And it was just like everybody there, like pushing that information into him. It was so powerful. And he started to stand up and like take his place in this circle all around us. But he was still like not fully confident, shoulders kind of slumped over, sad about it all, still kind of feeling bad for himself, bad about himself. And it was this thought of like, he'll come around. We just need to keep sending him this love. And it was so, so powerful. And it made me think of like, wow, in this life, I have had points in my life like, where I am like, feel like I can't do anything besides like lay on the fucking floor and cry about like how sad I am about like whatever was happening in my life at the time. Um, and what's so cool is like I, in this life, I usually have a dog to like lick up my tears. But what I thought was also so cool is like, I can envision the circle around me anytime. And I can take this with me anytime and I can get this power and this love and this healing anytime and this reminder of like how big I am or how powerful my energy is and and this I want you listening to this yes you I want you to know like this isn't me like I'm not magic powerful sorceress this is true because I'm a human and it's true for you too. And that doesn't make it any less impactful. It's true. And <clears throat> to have that additional healing and that reminder of like everything I've experienced as a soul and everything because of that that I have access to, all the learning, wisdom, the power, the strength, the peace, all of it, the highs, the lows, all of that. I have access to. And that was just such a powerful reminder. So cool. Okay, if you guys thought that was cool, you're really gonna <laughs> like my next story. So <clears throat> I I usually think of this next part, um, kind of the the bigger story here, as it was my most impactful moment, uh, most emotional moment in breath work. And I think I usually think of this as my first time with breathwork, but it's not. It was my second time. But Amy was teaching breathwork out of the place where she does acupuncture for a while. And it was a real small group. And it was um, a really powerful breathwork session. That's when I saw Daylo and he was like showing me that I'd be leading groups. And at first I thought it was yoga. So that was the first time. But the second time we were in a different venue, we were in a yoga studio and it was like way more people. So sometimes I get those two confused, but so it wasn't my first time. It was my second time. And so knowing, I know that Daylo is always around me. So I assumed maybe I would see him. Like, of course I love that like shower of love that I get from him. But, um, I know what's most important is just to like stay open and I'll get what I need. And if that's nothing, it's just like deep breaths and crying or yelling, um, then I know that that's what I need. I'm, I'm not like sweating that I have a specific experience. So we go through the breath work 
And um, as I'm breathing, I start to notice that I'm thinking about this scene in the woods. And this is where it gets like trippy slash hard to put into words. But if you think of like, say you had two sheets of paper and they were like transparent. You could see the picture on them, but they were transparent. You could kind of see through it. And maybe these two sheets of paper are like connected by a corner. So you can like swing them and they overlap or you can like swing it out and they don't overlap. They're like right beside each other. Hang on, I'm going somewhere with this. So with that, it was like these two past life scenes that ended similarly um, were like, I was simultaneously living them at the same time. And I noticed that. And it was like these two scenes would like come apart and then they'd overlap. And it was like showing me that these two scenes were somehow related, right? And it's like, okay, what does this have for me? So because I've led so many people through these sessions, and again, because I've done it so many times, I'm able to kind of coach myself through it. And I don't, maybe this is a natural gift that I just think is easy and everyone can do. So if you feel like you can't do it, that's okay. But I think that most of us could do it. And it's my experience, everyone, that I, takes me a little longer to get some things and this is one of them. So chances are you might get this ability faster than I would, right? Like it might take you one past life regression, some meditation, and you'd be able to get there. But it took me a while. So I'm seeing these scenes and all of a sudden in my mind, I'm like, why am I seeing this scene? And then it became clear of what scenes I was seeing. And I was seeing these two past life scenes and the past lives I've actually done, both of these past life scenes, the death scene that I was seeing kind of overlapped and then they'd come apart and then they'd overlap to show me how similar they were. And these are... Um, the death scenes from episode seven, um, my past life as this like medicine woman, kind of herbalist. I'd be like, you know, I was the person like chipping bark off a tree or like pulling the petals off a flower and like making tinctures and stuff out of it. And then the other one was the other past life scene that I was spontaneously, simultaneously seeing was from episode five. And I was like this ritual leader from a past life. And so both of these past lives, which if you haven't listened to those episodes, um, they are pretty powerful. Um, of course, I think that, which is why I put them in a podcast episode. But I had um, done a lot. So both of these past lives were like, I was kind of like a witchy woman in the woods and not the I was the type of person doing the type of work that made the powers that be very nervous. And I was killed by men who were, you know, working on behalf of the government or the king or whoever it was who was, you know, kind of managing wherever I lived. And in one of these past life scenes, I was stabbed in the back. And in one, <clears throat> they tried to hang me, couldn't. And then so they ended up slitting my throat. Uh, and it's so funny because I have had struggled with back pain and like continuous knots in my back where I was stabbed. And I always, me personally, like 
I feel a lot of like blockage energy density like in my neck. I've done a lot of work around that. It's not the only past life that I've had trauma to my neck area. Um, but in both of these scenes, it ends with this past life, both of these women laying on the floor in a forested area, just laying there like waiting to die or dead. And so that's the scene I came upon. I was like, oh, what am I seeing here? Oh, I'm seeing these past life scenes. And, um, and all of a sudden what rose in me was this, um, like a chant that was like, come with me, come with me, come with me. And it took me a second to be like, who's saying this? <laughs> and it was like my soul was saying it to the parts of my soul. It was like parts of my soul were still left on the forest floor for both of these past life scenes. And it was just like, I just went with it, right? Like, oh, what does this mean? And so it was like, while I was doing these deep breaths, it was this feeling of um, this chant rising within me. So I wasn't actually saying it, but I was hearing it in my head. And it was just like, come with me, come with me, come with me, come with me. And it, again, took me a while to figure out like, what? what is going on? And then I realized like it was my soul calling out to the parts of my soul that were left on that floor. Right. So, um, so all of a sudden that chant changes and it's no longer a chant in my mind. And instead it's this overwhelming feeling of like, Oh my God, I missed you so much. I missed you so much. And it was like, if you had like a cherished friend or family member or four-legged animal who you just like loved so much. And imagine a world, this was the feeling within me. I loved and missed this thing, this part of my soul that I asked to come with me. It was like the moment it came back to me, I only knew it came back to me because the feeling was literally like, I can't believe I've been living without you. I've missed you so much. And prior to this moment, I, it's not like I was like, oh, I, I know there's a past life that, you know, I just, I personally, because of my experience and who I am living with myself every day, I'm pretty sure I have a lot of past life trauma and, um, so I can't say I was like living with this conscious knowing of like, I've got to get these parts of my soul back. But when you look at it, sometimes we can actually feel that. Like if you see people around you and you're like, I never feel that light and free, or I never feel that passionate, or I never know if something's right for me, or I always feel like I've got the short end of the stick. Grass is always greener, whatever. Like if, if I think as humans, we can look around and, and if you don't experience this, like, huge win. <laughs> like, hit the 15 seconds forward. You don't need to hear this. Or maybe hear it so you can feel really thankful you don't experience it. But you look around and you go, like, I feel like everybody has X or can feel X or is able to know X. And I just cannot. And that's oftentimes a good time to, like, go explore. Like, did something happen to like block that part of you? Did something happen and maybe you need to do like a soul retrieval? I have a podcast episode on those soul retrieval too. And I think it's number nine, um, the benefit of only having 20 episodes. 
I think I remember. It's number nine. So that is something that we can definitely do. But I didn't have this conscious knowing. So all of a sudden, I'm like flooded with this emotion. After it was like, come with me, come with me, come with me. I noticed that that chant stopped. And then it hit me like a wave. And it was this wave of like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm with you now. And I can't believe I've been living without you. And I'm so happy you're back. And it was like, pure tears of like joy and love like at this point I wasn't even doing the breath I was just like audibly sobbing which is like the beautiful thing of like being in a group of this many people like 30 40 people I think it was and just being able to like sob and cry and everyone's just like doing their own thing and it's just like a really cool freeing experience that alone And so I'm like rushed with this um, feeling of like, oh my God, thank you for coming back. I can't believe I was missing you. And that reuniting was not, not like anything I've experienced before. It would be like if my dog Winston or my dog Lil or Pepsi were like back to me. It would be like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe you're here. But it was because I was in trance, because of the breathwork nature, because of the nature of trance, like your senses are dialed up. And so you feel this stuff on a whole other level. It's like you feel it stronger, louder, deeper, higher. It's just, it's wild. So I felt that come back. And then, um, and then all of a sudden it was like, I was steeped in that, like crying and feeling those positive emotions because of it. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I lost you. And I didn't even know I lost you. And I'm so excited you're back. And then um, all of a sudden it was like the scene changed. And my spirit guide, Dalo, had like, it was like if you took a little, and I don't know if people did this to me when I was younger. I don't do this to people now. But like this thought of like, You take your thumb and your forefinger and you kind of like almost make a little claw and you take a thumb on one cheek and and your pointer finger on the other cheek of someone and you kind of grab their face like that. And he like grabbed my face like that and was just like, I, so I'm like sobbing, right? And then all of a sudden the scene kind of shifts in my mind to Dalo grabbing me by the cheeks like that and just being like, you are so loved. You are so loved. You are so loved. We love you so much. We love you so much. And even just like thinking about it right now makes me feel choked up. Like how, how much love was like, I just felt like he was pushing so much love like into my face and like it was going down into my body and it was overwhelming but like in a good in a good of positive things of like I missed you and I love you so much and then it was like Dalo just reaffirming like we are always here for you and we love you so so much and it's just so powerful I mean that was I think over a year ago and it still affects me to this day of like feeling so so incredibly loved and like I don't those are not natural feelings to me as a human and so to be able to feel that is like holy shit and I know like a lot of people who come to see me see their spirit guides and feel that way and a lot of people who see their spirit guides 
don't necessarily get this rush of love, but oftentimes it's like insight and that sort of thing. And you can always ask to experience different things with your spirit guides if you wanted to do that. But we get what we need, right? So if you're like, I don't know, a sad little sap like me, maybe you do get a lot of love from them. Maybe you just get, you know, the instruction. But there's no there's no wrong experience with a spirit guide. There's no wrong experience with a past life. We get what we need. And the only way we can fuck it up is if we doubt it, deny it, take ourselves out of it, and we're just not open or we're super attached to having a specific type of experience or seeing a specific type of past life or feeling a specific way when we see our spirit guides. And all we can do is like ask for what we want and then show up and trust that we're going to get exactly what we need for where we are today. (sighs) Okay, so those are some examples how we can like relive a past life scene or experience our spirit guides or our higher self by being in a trance state. And it it's amazing and you can go farther and get more specific information if you're working with a facilitator, a hypnotist, a hypnotherapist like me. But um, but you don't have to. Like you can practice this on your own. Like I said, if you go to pastlivesandthedivine.com, you can access that past life journey that you can do at home. You can do it every day. You could do it once. You could do it once a month. You could do it with your friends, whatever you want to do. But that's just another way to practice being in that trance state to first like get the healing you might need, get some insights you might need, have a fun experience if you're craving something different. Like I'm going fucking bananas at home. Like I just give me a reason to wear denim and like a three inch heel and like to put on some makeup. That's all I want right now. That's all I want right now. And I don't want my outing to include groceries because that's all I do right now. But if you're if you're bored like me right now, that's something you can do. I mean, I have shit to do, but like mentally I'm bored. And so that's a way to do it. Meditation is a great way to do it. It's just a way for you to become more aware while in a trance state so you can pick up more of this information And maybe even ask yourself some questions like, and what happens next? And why did I see this? And just get kind of curious about it and and to be able to operate in that trans state without trying to manipulate it with your conscious mind. And that just comes with practice, right? And just like anything, whether it's like aiming your dart at the bullseye or your pitch or whatever it is, like the more we do it, the easier it gets. And the same is true for accessing that subconscious mind, for opening and accessing that channel between our spirit guides and our higher self, angels, whatever language you use. Um, that's the way that you can do that. And I I experience trance, you know, in other ways and get insights and guidance in other ways. And honestly, it's like currently how I completely run my business. Like if I'm at a crossroads, I either go into trance, I'll do a guided out-of-body experience, like an audio thing, or I'll do a past life regression and ask questions that will help illuminate, like, what's the next step I should be taking? Also, I think it's important to know, like, if you go in asking for, like, next steps or, like, 
what's what path should I take? What turn should I take here? Is to know that like you can't fuck it up like you're on your path and you can't get off of it. That might be good news or bad news to you, but you can't get off of it until you're off of Earth. Then you come down and you're on a different path. Or maybe you go to a different planet and you're on a different path. But to know that you can't fuck that up. But if you're open and you're willing to learn, that is how you that is how you go farther faster. That's how we learn more. That's how we feel better. That's how we heal. That's how we like, you know, kind of squelch any karma if you use that language. So to know like you don't have to be in a proper session. I mean, if you want to, I would love to see you virtually on Zoom. Or if you're in Minneapolis, come to my office as soon as this virus is gone or the pandemic shutdown is over. But I want you to know, like I want you to come away from this episode knowing like you go in and out of the state every day and just maybe intentionally working with it. If it's with the past life journey that I offer that audio recording for free, or maybe you um, do breath work, or maybe you just become more aware of the insights that drop in when you're like on a walk or in the shower or getting a massage or laying in Shavasana after your yoga class. But just be open to that stuff and know that you have this power and it's just simply acknowledging it and practicing it is that you will get it more and more. Because hypnosis to me is like such a great avenue for people who, like me, felt like I'm not psychic. I don't know what intuition is. I feel like I'm on the right, wrong path. Like life is extremely difficult. Like I feel like I look around and I'm like, why is this easy for everyone except me? And this was a really great way. Hypnosis was a great way for me to like, shut off the fucking bullshit that comes out of my conscious mind most of the time and then to let like this other knowing and this other wisdom rise within me and to lean more into that and to know that that is me too and that nothing's good nothing's bad I'm not failing it's just just like how do I want to move forward in the way that feels the best to me. Nothing's perfect. Life on earth is designed to be a little difficult for most of us. You know, there are some people who are living on earth right now that you might look at and be like, everything just comes so easy for them. Like they don't even have to try. They have the perfect life, whatever. And first what I'll say is like, no one's perfect. Even the people who look perfect are not perfect. And second of all, some people do have like these kind of like reward lives or like these easy laps on earth where they're here to like, just take a fucking breather. Like maybe they've had like five horrendous past lives and now they need to come back to earth and be like, I guess it's not so bad here, you know? And like, experience something else besides trauma after trauma after trauma. And maybe that's maybe that's what's going on with them. We don't know, but all we can do is like give ourselves some grace and find that magic within us. And I think that when we touch that magic and that knowing and that wisdom and that intuition within us, we start to see ourselves, or at least I start to see myself as more of like this divine being who's worthy who has a place and who is able to access these knowings and who is special and divine and wonderful. And what's super cool is like you, when I see that in myself, I can see that in other people. So when someone's acting like a fucking asshole, I can be like, you need to be out of my orbit, but like, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, right? Like 
instead of getting worked up about a stranger or, or someone who cut me off in traffic, just to be like, everyone's dealing with their own shit. It, that point of view helps me give compassion to other people. When I'm feeling wounded, when I'm feeling like my life's so horrible, when I'm feeling like life is super hard, I don't give anybody the benefit of the doubt. It's just like, what's good for Gina? But when I can step back and like be in this power, and when I can see the divine in me and feel that love from my spirit guides and know that I'm worthy of that, then I know it's true in me and I know it's true in other people. Like, yes, I'm special, but I'm not special in that way. Like, I'm special because my soul experience plus my earth suit, which is like my physical body and my personality, come together and make this really great cocktail that I'm supposed to do something with in this life. And sometimes it seems like I can do a lot with it, and sometimes I feel like I can't. But that is, that's what makes me unique. Me accessing past lives, my spirit guides, you know, the next couple steps in front of me, that intuition is often just the next couple steps in front of you. Maybe it's just the next step in front of you. Maybe it's just turn this way. It's oftentimes it's not like here's the crystal ball and the full picture of the future, right? But like having access to that knowledge, that's not what makes me special. That's a birthright that we all have. And it's my dream and hope is to like wake more people up to that because it's helped me so much. Like I just, I want other people to experience it too. And selfishly, it feels good for me to be able to talk about it. Like I verbally process things, um, which my partner Alex could tell you all about. But like, I mean, he holds so much space for me. We have many past lives together. We've got karma together, but we've got a good life together this time. Um, But this podcast helps me do that. And I just, I think that getting this information out there, it just made me feel so much better. So it's like, I'd like to relieve some of the heaviness on this planet, which relieving the heaviness on this planet is something I was actually doing in one of those past lives of the ritual leader. I believe that was um, episode five, one of the past scenes that I had seen. All right, everyone. Now I'm just rambling. Okay, that that is the episode for today. And you know, you've heard me say it before, my favorite part of these conversations is talking to people like you all about it. I'd love to hear your reactions to this, your experience with this stuff. Even if you're like, I don't know if that's what it was, but I'm kind of thinking it was, then trust yourself it was. I want to hear about your experiences with it. Or maybe this ignited some questions within you. Uh, let me know. And you can do that by going to pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe. And then I'll send you an email and you can just reply to that email and let me know. You can also go to Instagram and my handle is pastlives.tourguide. You can share with me there. But um, yeah, just a reminder, we have May 28th, that online gathering group hypnosis called Portal. You can access that and uh, grab your tickets for that. There's a replay link if you can't make the live portion of it. And then um, that's all I got. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening and for being open to the power of all of our past lives and our eternal soul experiences. And I'm so happy to be walking this earth, this third dimension with you. So as always, take anything in this episode that resonated with you, that made you feel good, and anything that didn't, just let it go. 